Hello and welcome to episode 22 of the D-Hoop University podcast. This is your host, Daryl Harris, also known as D-Hoopster. This was a surprise one, but a good one. To make another wrestling analogy, this was sort of a money in the bank cash-in that was long overdue because me and my boy O, we we do this and we, we've been doing this and it was only a matter of time so we got to do it on the pod and it definitely won't be the last time so guys will enjoy this one this is a real check-in laid back sunday afternoon vibe where we, we we jump around the league as we tend to do on this podcast without further ado let's talk some hoops for the first time at last, at long last, we got my brother O'Mees on the pod. Yo, 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 it's been way, way overdue, my brother. What's up? What's happening, man? I'm, I'll let you talk to him for a second. You know, this is uh, this is my real-life brother right here since, uh, shoot, kindergarten. So you can't, you can't uh, say put much more on it than that. Nah, man, that's really it right there. Literally since kindergarten, before I even knew what a friend was, my, I had my best friend right here. Where are you, one of my bros, man? Much love. Good to see you doing your thing. Yeah, man. Likewise, man. Both of us uh, out here in this in this media industry and reporting and being a journalist and on our way. So this is this is only right, man. And uh, adding to the aesthetic, adding to the vibe. He's at the he's on his patio, at the patio in the neighborhood in Carson, one of the most distinguished cities in the world. <laughs> thanks to the story post that Omar just educated me on, and I meant to reshare. But so thanks you might hear play. some, you might hear some natural sounds, some ambiance, because this is where yeah. we would normally even uh, have this type of conversation. Yeah, but, this is where I, I, not to cut you off, B, but I was just going to throw something in. Like, this is where we were doing this before we even put a camera and a mic in front of our face, bro. Yeah, this is is authentic. Yeah, that's how real it is. Exactly. (laughs) I will start with the finals, man. You know, if you got much to say about it, because, you know, the potential closeout game is tomorrow as of this recording. And... It's got a little more runway, but as of right now, it's it's all quiet on, on the home front, kind of when we're talking about the finals. I mean, the finals, like you said, it's here, but who really cares? Um, outside of maybe the couple hundred thousand people that live in Denver, and I don't even think the people in Miami care like that. I'm just keeping it real with you. I mean, of course they want to win, but they're not upset they lose. I just think overall this finals has been lackluster. It's been boring. It's been dull. It's been meh. Um, yeah, it's just, it's a lot. It lacks star power. That's really what it is. And I understand that you want to keep the game authentic. You want the two best teams to be, you know, in the finals. Earn tournament. It. Yeah, you want the two best teams to be in it, two best teams to earn it. You want the two best teams to represent their respective conference. But I see why WWE and I see why other sports agencies <laughs> fix games and they do tweak stuff because – it's not the best product. It's simply not. Let's just keep it real. This is anticlimactic. Um, shout out, not, shout out to WWE. Absolutely. You don't have to throw that in there for you. But uh, like I said, it's anticlimactic. It, it's lacking star power. And if you look at like how these things are being covered, there's days where 
I'm watching first take. It's days I'm watching undisputed. And the NBA finals isn't even a lead story. Um, they're talking about John John Morant's potential suspension. They're talking about what LeBron and the Lakers might do. They're talking about Chris Paul, James Harden, you know, might be on the move. Right. Once we're in the middle it's, of the it's, finals. It's, it's in the B block. It's in the B block. It's the second story. No, it's the second story. Or it might be the third story, you know. But nonetheless, it's not the lead story. So that goes to show me that people aren't really invested. People aren't really interested. And I really can't wait to see the ratings and compare them to some of the ratings we had in recent recent past. Well, this kind of puts into perspective the impact of not having the major established markets and not trying to crap on it. But it just came to me, as you were saying, because you're in L.A., you know, hometown and market 1A or 1B. And honestly, uh, I'm sure it's quiet. <laughs> it's not doing, I'm sure it's not doing much. Uh, I'm in Las Vegas where the Stanley Cup is doing numbers on everything. Merch, community, the ratings, like taking over. The team we're playing is also from South Florida and Miami. I don't think that, you know, it's that the Heat and the finals are the top interest in Miami either. <laughs> I don't think so either. I think the Heat biggest thing was just making it here. You know, that was impressive enough. That was, I hate to say it, but that was the win. Just seeing Jimmy's story, you beat the one seed, right. beat the Knicks. Okay, that's a little bit of a rivalry. And now you're playing with house money. You knock off the Celtics. I mean, you kind of won, right? Um, yeah. yeah. I, I want to get they really had a goal of going in and winning a championship. Unlike the Nuggets, who goal was to win a championship. And it looks like they're on the way to do it. I want to give credit to whoever said this. And I can't remember it right now, but because I, I take it a lot. But uh, somebody said that uh, this 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 run is solidifies Jimmy as the guy that people ride for after his career is over, even though he didn't win a ring. And it's like I could see that kind of playing out for Jimmy on and all this is kind of like big picture takeaways from it. But shout out to whoever said that. As far as what's on the court, I need to know because for a long standing, you weren't the biggest believer in Nikola Jokic. And I'm pretty sh- I think it's pretty unanimous with that. <laughs> What it is with that brother now? I mean, yeah, I wasn't a big believer in Yoke. I, I wasn't. I was in big. I'm thinking to be the best big and be it's a prototypical big. I want to build my team around. But after I seen Yoke just run, basically from the start of the playoffs through now, I guess you would say, but really specifically that Lakers series. When I'm watching the Lakers series and I'm seeing him dominate the game, really from really from offensive, making plays, making plays for others. It's just – it's magical, to be honest with you. It's he, nobody he has, like He him. has the answers. To everything. To everything. He what You want to force him out to shoot, he could kill you in pick and pop. And even he's such a great passer that he doesn't have to shoot every time. He has dynamic wings that can cut to the basket. He has a dynamic guard and Jamal Murray who can create plays off the dribble. And just having – in their two-man game, it sounds crazy, but it's Shaq and Kobe-esque. It's like, it's me and you. Jamal Murray, I can make any shot on the floor. Yoke can make any shot on the floor, get to any place he wants to on the floor. It's Shaq and Kobe. Yes, I don't want to say yeah. it's dominate. I he don't, don't got to dunk it, but he going to put this hook 
right where it's right, you know, this, right this where floater, it needs to be. This bounce pass, this is is dominant, it's dominant. I'ma step out top of the key, hit a three or two. Now you playing me tough. Now I can go by you. Or what I love to see, once I've seen this, I think it was game two, he takes the ball off the rim, dribbling it with his left hand. All up the court with the center right in him. On cruise control. Finish it with the opposite hand. I'm like, dude, who's stopping that? What's so crazy that you said that is because I want to say there's a video on my phone of me of me. And it probably wasn't the same possession when we're talking about Jokic, but of him catching the ball, immediately turning downhill, coast to coast, whatever. I don't even remember what he did. He either laid it up, made a dime, and it's just like, all right, bro, stop it. Y'all seeing this? Like the fluidity, the awareness, the comfort, the skill level is is pretty ridiculous. Um, yeah, no, man. They, they've got they've got a good thing established there now. I think that they earned the right of the crown going there for a year. More or less. Well, more only, or less. only a year? You don't see a dynasty brewing? Just just this, this is a one-year one-off thing, like Dirk Nowitzki. So I think some were some of the disappointment in in the outcome or the effect on the ratings or narrative of this finals is that they're not facing a team that we feel like is somebody who's their best at their best. So, like, I want to see him and Giannis if he makes it back again. And, like, a healthy Giannis, a right team, a right Bucks team that makes it there, or him catch the right and be team that makes it there. And I, I prefer Giannis because then it would be one versus one, and it's like a rubber match that never even really happened. It's like, all right, who's getting number two and, like, getting past the other one? Like, at least for now, like, jockeying. Like, that could be something. No, that can, and not to cut you off, but I see your yeah. WWE mind going. You're trying to build the story. Yeah, no, nah, we got to make can we sell? We got to make it interesting. You know what I mean? But I would love to see him versus Giannis. And also, they're battling for who's the best foreign player, who's the best player in the game right now. What's the prototypical big you want to have? Would you want to have a yoke type of big who kind of slow up at the foot? Not a, let's face it, a defensive liability at times, but offensively can do everything. Yeah. Or would you rather have Giannis, who's a defensive stalwart, if he can do whatever defensively and offensively, he can, yeah. he's going to be limited come playoff time when you know when it gets to the half court when you got to an extent, but but still got the Shaq impact of like, well, this one way force is like, what you going to do I'm, about it? He does have Shaq impact, but what I would say, yeah, Giannis's game can be slowed down. I've seen it; it can't. Yeah, be the, the free throws, the free throws are inexcusable. The free yeah, throws, the, free. the wall. Um, that I mean, that's just say that's just say right there. But I want to say, I he can't play make like Yoke either. Jokic is just Jokic can do it, do it all. I'm saying you can do yeah. it all offensively, man. Once I see him dominate the Lakers by passing, shooting, scoring, rebounding, who's better than him? Nobody. Yeah, no, and uh, he he's been put out a couple times now to where you can feel you know you can find a way, and Jokic has only been put out when his team was injured. Or when they were on their way there or lost to the champions. Um, and you look at that and it's like, yeah, nah, he hasn't been really when when the when the playing feels even when he's got his guys and what they got is is fair, but they built that. And they're they're not going anywhere. They're they're built to last, honestly. And that's the big that's the big takeaway. And that's but at the end of the day, too, bro, I meant to say this way sooner. I think Miami gets another one. They got one more in them. They get another win. 
I think they got one more win in this series, bro. I'm praying for it. I'm really praying for at least one more Miami win. And I'm I'm selfish. I love basketball. I don't want the season to end. That too. Um, exactly. That, that, that plays in. Yeah. And, but I think we this gets a game six at least, bro. I think. I think. I, and see, me, if I'm being honest, I disagree. It's over. It's over. It's it probably over. is, man. It probably is. Okay. It's it, over. In all actuality, it is, um, and that's that's how I felt coming in. Let's uh let's let's kind of wrap that up because <laughs> it's if that's the case, it's the off season for everybody now. Yeah, except two teams, and it's about <laughs> to get real good. Before we get into the off season wish list, I, we got to make a pit stop at the draft, and we're just gonna touch in at the top because how you feeling? You know what's what, what's your vibe with uh. With Victor Wimbenyama, do you think he what's what's too much on Wimby? You know, you think that's what's going on right now, or or the sky's the limit? With Wimby, like man, I think Wimby is going to be a good player. I think Wimby will be an excellent player. I think Wimby will make will make an impact for sure. Wimby, however, in my opinion, he won't be generational like they're telling him up to be. Wimby is going to be a great player in a few years. So Wimby, if I'm being honest with you, I can see him taking a year or two just to develop his body and get it acclimated to the NBA game. Um, it kind of reminds me of somebody like Chet Holmgren. I know Wimby got a little more in his back pocket weight-wise than Chet Holmgren. But all it took was Chet Holmgren to run into LeBron James one time at a at a pro I know, man. And, and- basketball tournament where a game where LeBron is not even going 1,000%. It ain't a playoff game. It ain't game one. Brian probably had 60 It was the first possession. We cold. And he's it. out for the season? Come on, dog. So you're telling me just those you, players with those you speak, type of You're speaking body truth, bro. You're speaking truth. Dude, those players with those type of body types, they are great prospects. But it takes them at least two to three years just to be ready to play. They, they I mean, the guy is fresh out of France. I mean, you know, he has to get acclimated to the NBA game. I don't know if he played 82 games this season. I highly doubt. So those are the type of things that we can – that we can kind of expect. And it kind of see and from my thing, I always think big picture, like we were talking about, it kind of puts the Spurs in a precarious position because you want to build around this guy. You want to keep some young talent like Keldon Johnson that you kind of have already. But you know he's going to be at least two, three years away, as opposed to an OKC who had Shea, Gilgis Alexander. So they were able to roll the ball out, and they ended up making a playoff run, and that kind of sped up their process. So now yeah, Shea, Shea played. Back, because he played. Yeah, he played. But they but but my thing is that OKC is not relying on Chet to save the franchise. Yeah. Um yeah. The Spurs are relying on Wimby to save the franchise. So I mean they will take their time with him. And I yeah, think that therefore big. Yeah, they are yeah. They rely on bro, they, they are though. They're, they're putting themselves in, in shoot in, in a situation that has to be done correctly. It has, has to be to managed. Be. It has to be so managed think, correctly. Think Zion with the Pelicans. Think in B when he went to the 76ers. Or even being saying we're gonna take the whole year off. We're gonna be on load management for the first two, three years. Get your body right. Get healthy. Then we could go play basketball. So yes, I think Wimby will be will be a nice player. He won't be generational. I don't even see him winning Rookie of the Year. My dark horse Rookie of the Year is gonna be School Henderson because he gonna put the first of all they gonna take him three. He gonna be disrespected. <laughs> he gonna really make more of an impact. He's the type of player I feel like who can make a quicker impact if he lands on the right team. I don't think the Blazers Blazers are the right team. Hopefully they move that pick, able to build around Dame. But if he's able yeah. to still able to have a ball in his hands, play about 28 minutes a game, run up and down the court, he'll be the most athletic on the court, 90 and night out, 
I can see him running away, Ricky. Now running away, but he can steal that Ricky of the Year award. That's my little, my little draft tease right now. School Ricky of the Year, some money on it. Nah, man, what you did right now was really valuable because you just provided like some cost benefit analysis still that you have to take into consideration with making this pick because yeah, it is a hands down you know decision that you kind of have to do, but. <sighs> You got to still consider, you know, how it might play out. If you don't look, you have to take Wimby number one. Look, it'd be a dumb reason for you to get yourself fired from a job because he didn't take the consensus number one overall pick. Now, if it doesn't work, then hey, it doesn't work. But you're going to take Wimby at one without a doubt. Brandon Miller should go too. I can see him playing alongside Lamelo and the Hornets. That'll be a that'll be a good one-two punch, and then. School at number three, obviously, that just makes sense. And honestly, for me, that's when the draft ends. So I think with those three guys going one, two, three, that kind of set the table, um, at least for this season, for the incoming players. And now when we talk about next season where Bronny lands and all of the other guys that are, have the potential to come out, then I can see the NBA shaking up as a whole. But obviously, I don't want to get too ahead of ourselves. So, But, but uh, yeah, man, I, I definitely see me being a good player. Brandon's going to be solid, but Scoot is going to win Ricky of the Year. Oh, yeah, no, man, I agree with you. You, uh, you, you, you honestly nailed a lot right there I, because I think that Scoot is ready to come in here and get 21, 22 maybe next year, bro. I think that Brandon Miller is ready to come in here and honestly get some numbers as well, but it depends. I think that was a little more situation dependent and – if he does go to Charlotte, Charlotte has a lot going on, so he might end up playing more of a role. But, yeah, no, we, there. I think this draft is kind of drunk, dude. I think this draft has a lot of talent, and it, it should be fun to see. I think the Lakers got a nice little pick, too. Lakers have a, a – Lakers, I think, like a late lottery – not a late lottery pick, but just outside 17, the 17, I believe. Oh, you could get a player. You could get a player Bro, at 17. I, at worst, it's nineteen. Let me let's fact let's let's get this uh, nailed down. But yeah, no, dude, let's uh, a top twenty pick. You can get a solid player. If I'm not mistaken, the year the Lakers got Josh Hart and Kyle Kuzma, they were picks twenty and twenty one. So that just goes to show you that you can get solid players in the twenties. And these players, they're not stars; they're role players. So they're coming in. I'm a three point specialist, or I'm a utility guy. I'm a defensive stopper. Those are players the Lakers need. Lakers don't have time to wait three, four years for a school, for a Wimby, for a Brandon to develop into their potential. They take like a Jordan, was it Jordan Hawkins? Yeah. They can take him right away, send him around the screen, see him off the bench, play 15 minutes right now. So, I mean, those type of, like I said, those type yeah, of players. The, the Lakers are at 17. So, uh, I think this lottery, you know, the back end of the lottery is really borderline between, you know, who guys – are worthy of those spots and we're going to have some draft content coming with Chuck soon too. So we'll, we'll, we'll kind of flesh this out because there's guys that can go top 10 that are going to fall to about 15 because guys are going to believe in teams are going to believe in guys who are further down on the board because they're everybody in this draft, bro, is six, six and athletic six, six or taller and athletic and have some guard skills and like, and I don't, you know, it's, it's going to be really fun to see who's the most impactful because we're seeing this new hybrid generational 
positions and how this translates. So, but yeah, there's, there's a chance, there's a chance for something. Yeah, indeed, man. And this to piggyback off your point, we're seeing a lot of six, six hybrid. That's the NBA, bro. Six, six hybrid, little guard skills. You know what I mean? Uber athletic. Now the guys that are coming into the league now have to improve their shot making. I mean, that's just, that's just what it is. That separates a high level high school to college player and a real NBA pro. Can you make take and make tough shots? Especially when you move into the playoffs. Now you gotta expand your mid-range game and all of those stuff. So, I mean, yeah. When I'm thinking about I'm thinking about players, I don't know. I know we got King spending a lot of time on the draft, man. But when I think about somebody like Scoop, I think about some it might sound crazy, but I think about Jalen Green. Somebody for the Rockets who just uber athletic, gonna go get up and down the floor, gonna give you 18 to 20. Yeah, Jalen. Really, Jalen's very. I'm high. I'm high on Jalen still. I am. There's that's a, he's yeah. an all star. He's an all star in, in the future, which isn't saying be, anything ridiculous, but I believe it. Jalen with a number two, number three overall pick. You better be an all star. <laughs> yeah, I think. I think one. If I think both of these Thompson guys are going to be kind of crazy, bro. Amen. I think, <laughs> I think a man. I think a man going to Houston too, bro. I think that that makes them. Kind of crazy, bro. It does. And see, honestly, man, you think Harden might go there? No, no. If I if I'm Houston, I wouldn't even want him there. I like Harden. I love Harden. I got nothing but respect for him. Just from what I've seen, I haven't met him personally, but that's not the type of player I want my young guys to be modeling their game after, modeling their nightlife after, modeling a commitment to the game after. Not saying he's not committed, but I just feel like he's not the bet right now for these young dudes. Harden's always been a guy that has – who's really talented, really good, could get an A in the class, but he want to do all the extracurriculars, so he going to get a C-plus and just coast. I mean, and and that's not the type of dude you want around Jalen and Jabari. Um, and honestly, bro, what I, what I think is going to happen, they're going to take A-man, and they're going to package two, three of those young dudes with Kevin Porter Jr. and try to land a bigger star. Because James could. Harden does nothing – that, you have to – you do what do that. you? Why do you yeah. have? Why are you stockpiling four to five? No, you you'll have way too. You'll have about too many. You, you can't. You it's, don't need nine guys that are that aren't twenty three yet. That are that are have great potential. Who's the vet in the locker room? Who are these young? Who are these young dudes modeling a off the court regimen like after? You know what I mean? Come on, bro. And it has to be somebody that, that can play, not just a, a Gordon, not not to this Gordon Hayward, but not a Gordon Hayward type of player or not a. A dude on the end of the bench who they don't really give a f about. It gotta be somebody they could respect. Like, all right, this is the guy done at a high level before. I could respect him. Yeah. I mean, Harden could be that guy, but like I said, just based off Harden's previous past, him going to the club, Harden went to Vegas middle of the playoffs, bro. <laughs> how do you explain? How do you how do you tell your team to stay locked <laughs> in, in in January when you got your best player, second best player on your team, asking no, him to go to that... Vegas for a couple of days to get his mind right? In the middle of the playoffs. That brother's crazy. Come on, man. That's not a good look. I'm laughing, bro. So is there anybody that is on your your Lakers wish list? Like, what do you feel? Because this offseason can go a lot of directions. I know that you are taking into account objectively the type of player that LeBron is going forward. And they got some decisions to make. What's what's top of order for you? For the Lakers. So yeah. the top of top of order for the Lakers this offseason is to get a score, a bona fide bucket 
bona fide bucket. And I mean no disrespect when I say this, but LeBron James has never been a closer. He's never been somebody. We're down. The game's getting closer, cutting into our league. Give me the ball, get the F out the way. He's not that type of guy. And honestly, not everybody is that type of guy. Anthony Davis, not that type of guy. So He's definitely not that guy. No, they're not. They're just not. I, I don't want to. I don't want to make them somebody that they not. So they're not those type of guys. Okay, that's fine. So what they need to do is go out and get a bona fide score. Go out and get a bona fide closer. As much as I, it pains me to say this, a guy like Kyrie Irving, a guy like Fred VanVleet, who really don't give you too much outside of I'm about to score and play make a little bit. Go and get tough. Y'all scared to shoot? Pass me the ball. And that's really what they need. When I'm watching that Nuggets Lakers series, there is games one and games two was in were up in the air. They were for the Lakers to win. Dude, that, that's had. why that's why I think Miami is going to give one another one earlier because the Lakers were they had the chance to make one of those. They had a chance to steal several games in that series and they just couldn't. They did ultimately game two. Yeah, and ultimately, like, and then at five minutes or so in every, like, you know, in games three and four even, it was like, all right, you can still make a – nope, you ain't got it. ain't got it. They got the legs. The Lakers run out of legs. Now, now do you think – could... Do you think uh, Austin Reeves is needed for, like, in order to – would you do sacrifice Reeves to do that, or do you prioritize AR? It's a, it's a tough decision. I think everyone has a price. I don't believe in overpaying for players. I like AR. He brings a lot to the table. But there's no way in God's green earth that I'm giving this man 100 plus million dollars. I'm just keeping it real with you. That's valid. Um, That's valid. You, I, you can't, can't, I can't justify When you that. had a Caruso, when you can very well go find another one. Our track record is proven. I'm sorry. The Lakers track record is proven that they can get – they can get some guys off the bench, get some guys off the street. And I put that air quotes. These guys yeah. aren't street guys. They're, they're but <laughs> great they can term, get, bro. That was a great yeah, one. Yeah, they can get guys. <laughs> bro, side note, have you seen uh Nick Young? Nick Young on Instagram after these nah. uh, after after these Laker games where he's nah. talking about dudes being in front of the corner, like these corner dudes. <laughs> no, nah, I ain't seen uh, it. Yet. I thought what you might have seen it. It's hilarious. I'll show, I'll send it to you. Man, I yeah, we will talk about it. But no, nah, I haven't seen it, man. But Long story short, I think the Lakers, they, they, if a number is right, I would love for them to bring back Rui Hachimura and Austin Reeves. Um, D'Angelo Russell, unfortunately, can go. I would love to package D'Angelo Russell, Malik Beasley, and get us a score. Um, use some of our mid-level exception money, get us a stretch center. I know Mo Bamba's supposed to be that, but I'm not even opposed to moving Mo Bamba. He has $10 million cap hit this year. That's a solid player in return. Um, Malik Beasley comes in at 16 million this year, if I'm not mistaken. You package him with D'Lo, that's a max player. Now, do I think the Mavericks will play hardball and not work with the Lakers? Absolutely, they're not going. No, no team is going to help the Lakers. We are the bad boys of the NBA. No team is going to help the Lakers. But squeeze their arm and make things make sense and make it to where a team, I don't know, can win out of the situation. I think a deal could be made. But I do feel like bringing back Rui and bringing back Reeves at a good number, we're not paying $100 million for Austin Reeves. Sorry, kid. If you can make that money, go make it. It just won't be in a purple and gold uniform. Right. And we'll always remember what it was. And when you need to come back in about four or five years, hey. With open arms. We love you, buddy. We can always do business. (laughs) We can always do business. But, yeah. And they're going to end and I could also see a a sleeper. Like, I'll just put his name out there. All right. Go ahead. Karis LeVert. Lakers need somebody like Karis LeVert who could come in at decent money, 
and who just get a bucket. So yeah, yeah go ahead, D. What you what did you want to say? I think what's up, Bash? Bash is up, everybody. If you didn't already hear. <laughs> <laughs> um I think that they could do a lot this year. So I'll just throw out a list of things that like people are saying that they could do or you know could hypothetically happen. The Kyrie noise. I'm personally cool. I'm cool, you know what I mean? But if they did, you know we've seen what that can do. And I think it could still do it with AD and with the pieces that they piece together. Now, right. contractually, we're going to see a shift, a pretty serious shift this offseason in what teams are, like you said, willing to do for guys like Austin Reeves, depending on what position you're in. Because this new CBA is going to really hold these fools accountable and hold them to the fire for, for spending absurdly. So, like, real, real ramifications. Losing draft picks, can't acquire better minimums, can't require, you know, buyout guys, can't uh, do certain, you know, just certain hard cap essentially on top of it. And you're just, you know, you, you could put yourself in a real hole. So if the Kyrie thing were to happen, it's going to be have to be on a year-to-year kind of situation too. LeBron's kind of in that boat now too. So the Lakers, you know, they can also can look forward. And if Kyrie does come and it sticks, you could hold on to him for another three three or four years after that too. So I don't think it's the worst thing. Allow me to interject, D. Just yeah. to give everybody some contractual things. So LeBron James is signed next season, right? It's after a, that numbers season. Are, numbers are nasty. Numbers are nasty. But he has a player option. Yeah. Right? Anthony Davis' contract runs out after – he has a player option after next season as well. So the Lakers will only be interested in signing Kyrie at a maximum for two years. Because no point in keeping Kyrie on our roster if those guys leave and we need to reset. So we're only in the Ky- Lakers are only in the Kyrie business for two years max. Like you said, a one and one or two years, a little less than a max, you know. But that's it. So just you got to make sure the contract's mindset. That's why I'm unwilling to pay Reeves. Four years, a hundred million. When my two best players are off the books in two years, and I'm gonna have to get a whole new team. Bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, man. Yeah, I, I I agree. I agree. It's so that that's one. I'm kind of cool on Kyrie. If if it were to happen, then make it make make it make it work. I guess. I guess. I mean, I'm down to watch it. Can't <laughs> <laughs> um, miss TV. I kind of want to dead the Chris Paul noise. I'm cool on that. Really? I, I, I why? So similar with Kyrie, if I don't think that it couldn't work if the move was made. I just think that again, I guess depending on the price, how price much are we matters. getting from Chris Paul? And that's at the end of the day. I think that Chris Paul is, is better served going somewhere else. Like where? I love him to Boston. Uh, I love him to Boston and honestly go there and become a player coach like play when you feel like it play 50 games play 60 games but I believe that his presence on the court in the locker room in the huddle in street clothes at the press conferences will professionalize that team in a way and on the court that he can help them figure out what needs to play out and he doesn't need to be playing 
almost the way I see it like that's like you can you have a future with these guys if you were to go there and help them figure it out or at least that pivots you to coaching which you know point guards are meant for but I think I want that to happen so I don't know I'm kind of being close-minded wanting because I, I like that idea and I, I think that that keeps everything intact for Boston they can keep the coach they can keep the guys Jalen Brown can now be his, you know, ISO man. And I'm gonna talk more about this when we when we let Shiba bang at Celtics. But I don't know. Chris Paul and, and purple and gold is cool. It kind of fits the brand. It fits the brand, brother. The thing about Chris Paul going to And I'm here for Celtics. it. I want Chris to get a ring. And that's a factor that I like in 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 teams when you're going for it. It's like, all right, I don't want this to matter to somebody. I want this to matter to whoever's going for it. Like, and it would to him. What do you think? If I'm keeping it real, I like the idea of Chris going to the Celtics just because, like you said, it fixed a lot of problems for both people, for both sides. The Celtics side, like you already explained, they're able to keep the team intact, keep the coach, um, provide leadership too. And the thing about the Celtics is they're a mentally fragile team. If your best player don't know when to take over, don't know when to do his thing, the team is mentally fragile. If Marcus Smart – Thing I know is, look, they have Marcus Smart as a leading assist, leading assist man on their team in the regular season, but the postseason he's not. Something's wrong. Yeah. They need a playmaker in there to be able to get everybody the ball and a leader and see if he could be a part-time player. But you got to think about the real world. Chris Paul's son is going to Campbell Hall in L.A. with LeBron's son. Why would he play in Boston across the country and miss his son going to high school mm. when he has the opportunity to play in L.A.? This and is he's the, playing uh, with this his homie. This is the street chatter that I'm not that I'm not getting. Yeah, this yeah this this, this is street. talking. Yeah, yeah, this is streets talking right now. I got my street, ears. Streets the know. Street. Streets the know. Streets know. The streets know. But yeah, that's why I feel like uh, I could really see CP back on the Lakers. Hey, the Clippers. I'll, I'll warm up to it. I'll, I'll certainly warm up to it. But it uh, could be any West Coast team. I, I just, I mean, look, if you if makes you keep sense it, though. Makes yeah. uh, makes a lot of sense. So that that leads me to my next one, which I want to get in and uh and. If Draymond's there to be to to be had in free agency for a decent price as well, no. Go ahead, go ahead and get Draymond, man. No, no. The Warriors, nah, not chance, nah. The Warriors gonna run the same team back next year because we already talked about how the CBA is basically messing everything up for teams that want to keep their teams intact. This next season will be the last run for the Warriors. Everyone's off the books at that point. Clay, Dre, they all off the books. Um, so yeah, next season will be the last year for the Warriors. Draymond is not turning down $26 million. He will never get that money again. If Draymond has half a brain, no disrespect, Dre, you take the money and you run. Um, so, yeah, I don't I don't really – I don't see nah, Draymond. You're, speaking, you're speaking more truth, bro. And uh, you know what? I think that there's a thing I've been propping up called the Warriors Town Hall about when when, when it's, when it's going to be all said and done sooner or later. But I think you just said, said what needs to be said. One more year. Not yet. One more year. Just one more. One more year. Throw everything out the wall. Tell everybody, look, like you said, it's our last dance. Pump the brakes. Make it special. Yeah, pump the brakes. Let's at least do it proper. Let's announce it at least. (laughs) Like, yo, we're going out. Exactly. Nah, man, let's let's get back to our day, bro. I I really appreciate uh, us us jumping on right now, man. Man, my brother, thank you for having me, bro. Let's let's do this often. Let's do this again. We we certainly will. We, We might be live and direct next time. You never know. All right. I'm with it. Bash. <laughs> Bash you. You want to say peace out? Peace out. <laughs>